Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We are excited to bring you another phenomenal Where Are They Now? Um, But before we kick off with our guest, I got to bring on that lovable co-host of mine, Mr. Lane Brady. What's up, Chuck? Those Golden Eagles did it again tonight, son. Man, we just returned from the basketball game, and that place, you know what? I don't even like basketball, but Alvarez gets me fired up, man. We're a basketball school now, and it's fun. <laughs> you know, it's on the way home, I was, talk- I was talking to a friend, and I said that, you know, I hope that we own the SBC and 23. You know what I'm saying? Like, if men and women can win in basketball, then softball and baseball show out, and then us come in with a, a – killer football team to end the season man i think i think the sun belt could belong to southern miss did you just rhyme on purpose you said SBC how you like that 23 they don't call me m&m purpose. for nothing yeah <laughs> we'll put you that were on ra- you were practicing that in the car weren't you i know you were no i know you i were. said it to a friend josh, josh ham josh ham if you're listening call in and tell us yeah he said it um but hey man there we've go. got well, Chuck, you got a, a killer guest. You got a good guest, man. We dug into some softball royalty tonight. Softball royalty. We're kicking off a new coach and a new conference, a new year, but we had to bring back a veteran, old school player back from when I was in college. That's how old she is. But let me introduce the lovely Chanel Thurman. What's up, Chanel? Hello. Well, I guess you're not that old. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, we're not that old, right? Except for we wake up in the morning and we start creaking and all that. Not that old, right? Not that old. And you know, and I said Mm -hmm. Chanel Thurman, but you are married now, and I didn't want to attempt your your married name because I don't want to sound like a moron on air. So tell everybody what your your tell everybody (laughs) about your family. Um. So the married name's Battaglia. The G is silent. Boy, I butchered the pronunciation of that earlier today. <laughs> I was telling my wife. I wasn't even going to attempt um, it. I think I said Bataglia. No worries. Yeah, that's how most people say it. Yeah. So, silent G. Okay. Yeah, and he's my high school sweetheart. I was dating Uh-oh. him when I w- went to Southern Miss. Okay, okay. Wow. Yep, been together for 15 years now. Wow. So did y'all long distance it in college? Yes, yes, we did. That, That's impressive. That was hard, I'll but, bet. you know, just made us stronger. Well, good no deal. Doubt. Yeah. Well, Chanel, we got some questions we like to ask all of our guests, uh, especially our Where Are They Now? Southern Miss Royalty coming back to the show. Um, and the first one 
we like to have, well, the thing is, several people took some of the questions that we were going to ask with listener questions. So I'm going to ask the first couple here that, uh, that some listeners didn't post already, and then we'll jump into some listener questions. So um, one that someone asked was, uh, why did you choose Southern Miss? Oh, wow. Why did I choose Southern Miss? So, I mean, for me, being a California girl, going on a visit to Mississippi, I knew was already going to be a huge culture shock, but it was a Division One school, and that's been my dream since I was a little girl. And going on my visit there, um, it just felt like home. The coaches, um, all the other girls that were on their visits, too, I think we had a pretty big incoming class and it just felt comfortable I felt like if I'm gonna move away thousands of miles from home it's got to be somewhere that I felt like home um so yeah it was definitely the coaches the team and the community that that Hattiesburg has very cool and uh what was your favorite Southern Miss moment oh man bringing me back. Um, you know, I have to say anytime my family was able to come visit me, um, I do remember we played in California one time, a tournament in California, and I had a lot of family come down to see me. And there was also this little travel ball team. They were probably like 10 year olds, years old. Um, and that whole team came to see me. They actually only live an hour from my hometown. And they had reached out to me, the coach did, because he's an alumni of USM too. So it was wild how he found me. And we only live an hour from each other here in California, both went to USM. And I kind of made a connection with that travel ball team. And they came to that one of the games in California. And I'll, I'll never forget that. They had signs for me, my name written all over them. They're all lined up after the game and wanted me to sign their softballs. Um, that was like touching. I loved that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. It's a great. Mm-hmm. And what was your major? Um, I majored in advertising and graphic design. So my emphasis was graphic design. Okay. And then Tommy actually asked the next question we normally ask. So Tommy McRae is a listener of ours, and uh, he wanted us to ask you, what are you doing now? So what are you up to now? Well, I've worn a lot of hats since graduating. Um, But now I am a stay-at-home mom. I was a teacher for six years, and after I had my second um my second baby. So I have a daughter who's three and my son will be about, is about to be two. Um, after having him, I decided I was going to quit teaching and stay home with my babies. So stay at home mom, but I also am a health and fitness coach. Um, it's all virtual. So I'm able to do that while I'm home with my kids. There you go. And stay at home mom is the hardest job on the planet. In my opinion. (laughs) Yes. I mean, from it's, yeah, from the times that I had yeah. been at home by myself with my two, I just, I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> stay at home, moms. It's like a Superman job. It's it's a lot. <laughs> so. It's it is a lot. It's something I always knew I wanted to do, but man, 
only like a few months into it, I was definitely questioning that. <laughs> so I that's why I definitely needed to find an outlet, something else for me. I did softball lessons a couple times. Um, and then I found this community of health and fitness coaches that that's my outlet to God keep me sane from the crazy days. Oh, yeah. No doubt. And uh, what did you teach when you were a teacher? Uh, PE. There you go. I taught PE yeah. a couple times. It's good. That's a good time right there. I was in the best shape I could have been in back then as I get out and play with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I That's exactly. I love that. Coming out of college, I actually got into um, what my major was, advertising and graphic design. And I realized quickly I could not have a a desk job where I'm behind a computer all day, every day. So I had to find something else that I knew I'd like. And sports is something I've always had an interest in. So, and I also wanted to coach. I coached softball for a little bit. So I thought that'd be perfect to become a PE teacher and be able to coach softball as well. All right. And Tommy had another question too. So Tommy McRae also asked, do you ever make it back to Southern Miss? And do you have plans on visiting again soon? Yeah, I've been back there a handful of times, maybe like three times. I know I went back for Brittany's wedding and Kirsten's wedding, um, and then maybe one other time. But I do plan to go back hopefully next year. This time I want to bring the whole family. Um, I want, you know, my kids and everyone else's kids to hang out together and be more of a family trip but yes i can't wait to go back that's gotta be fun to see your former teammates and it's a different walk of life they're all in and that's that's cool absolutely yeah so, and then i had another listener send a question in actually he told me in person at the basketball game tonight he was like y'all are interviewing chanel tonight i said yeah and he was like ask a question for me and told me his question so a buddy in my name, Matt, he is a, he's actually a softball coach himself. So this was kind of a personal question for him, too. He wanted to know, what did you hate seeing on the practice schedule the most when you saw your schedule every day? What was the one thing you hated <laughs> seeing the most that made you just say, oh, man, here we go? Well, I don't think we ever had, like, a full practice schedule. I mean, we were just going in there, and <laughs> we never knew what we were getting that day. Yeah. Honestly, was it but thing that they would say and you would like, all right, we're doing this. Everybody just, oh, was it? Was there anything like that? Uh, anything with running? <laughs> I mean, I do not like running. Yeah. So there was um, foul poles. I always remember foul poles having to run those for I don't know too many errors or whatever the case was before practice was over. You had to run your foul poles, right? That, yeah, that, that was brutal. That's not fun. <laughs> I imagine. That's a long way out there. When, you don't realize it till you start running it, how long that is. It's so long. Never ending. It just keeps going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Chuck had some listener questions, too, so I'm going to turn it over to Chuck here to, to ask his. Absolutely. Um, so we have uh, listener Greg Hess ask um well you kind of you kind of touched on this on when you said you you why you came to southern miss but he said what did playing for southern miss really mean to you oh you know i think just 
the fact that playing Division One softball was always a dream of mine and be able to have the opportunity and play it out, um, I was going to be excited really wherever it was. But then once I really found the team and the coaches and it truly it's an it was an elite squad that we had i i felt so lucky to be there mm-hmm. awesome um and he also asked do you keep in touch with former teammates oh yes yes i do um Brittany and kirsten they're they're my besties they always will be yeah. um so i mean we talk regularly and and we have a you know, a group text that we talk in with some of the other girls too. So I know last year, a couple girls got together and went to Florida. I didn't make that trip, but we are trying to make it a yearly thing where we all get together for a girl's trip. That's awesome. I mean, it doesn't have to be in girls. You can invite me, Lane, and Paige. I mean, we'll, we'll be y'all's bouncers or something, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then his last question, go. right? His last question is, "What is your favorite off the field Southern Miss memory?" And L- Lane would usually mm. say, "Here, podcast appropriate." <laughs> yes, I yes. always have like to say that. Yeah. that's why I got to think hard We're on this. Really one. have yeah. anyone trying to test that? Though. That's true. No, that, that no. maybe with maybe with, uh, with Dozier's story about. Dancing naked in the locker room. I mean, that may have been a close one, but. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever told a crazy one, but. That's <laughs> um, I think of, when I think of off the field memories, I think of the food in the South. So a crawfish boil. I remember having my first crawfish boil. And that, oh, man, that is so good. Just the food, the people. The people are so much different than California. Was it like the greatest thing you had ever eaten before? Oh, yeah. You know, we have them here, but it's not, uh, we don't, you know, we don't eat it like y'all do back there with right. the plastic tables and the, like <laughs> garbage bags on the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little a different. Good time. So good, though. <laughs> so I always <laughs> crave crawfish. Even shrimp po' boy. Mm, those mm-hmm. are good, too. Well, Lane and I uh, went on to the University of Louisiana Lafayette's podcast. And uh, it was either me or Lane. I can't remember who did it. Called them the wrong thing. And they made us promise. He's like, look, if y'all will make sure to say Lafayette, like we will have a crawfish bowl and a gumbo bowl. And we'll invite y'all. So <laughs> you're going to have to come down and uh, we'll take you over to L- University of Louisiana Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was all of greg's questions uh i guess we'll let lane talk about his questions excellent excellent so uh the my first question i have for you Chanel, and you touched on this a little bit already um how was the recruiting process all right so basically here's what i want to know here I'll just cut through my fancy wording here and ask you, how did we find you in California? <laughs> um, right. That is a good question. Um, I think California, we just have those showcase tournaments, like the big, big tournaments for travel ball where lots of coaches come to. And 
Howard Dobson recruited me. So he was at one of my games all the way from Mississippi. Really? Yeah. Very cool. Invited you on a visit and that was it, huh? And yeah, the rest is history, basically. Yeah. Did you, uh, so like before you came to Mississippi, did you expect it to be like much, much hotter than it is here? Like mosquitoes the size of birds or something? Like, do you know what to expect <laughs> when you came here? Y'all are probably going to hate me for this. Okay. My thought, y'all, Mississippi, in my head, initially I was thinking like, do they have like dirt roads? Maybe there's a bunch of dirt roads. <laughs> is there lots of trees? Like, yeah, I thought maybe it was like straight desert, dirt roads, and so hot. But oh man, no, not at all. I think where I live is probably way more dry than Mississippi. Yeah. yeah so well, yeah, it, you know that's just a girl who didn't get out of California much. Well, in fairness, we don't know what it's like here either because it changes every day. So you know, no one really knows. So. Uh huh. Uh, so, obviously, you've played a lot of softball, you know, growing up and then in college and all that. Who are some of the most influential coaches and some of the most influential teammates that you've had over over your time of playing softball? Um, well, I'll start with my player, the players. For sure was Megan Hill and KP. Kristen Pilgrim. They, I mean, I'll never forget them. They, and... They were the studs on the team when I was a freshman. So I just learned so much from them. And I mean, of course, Megan Hill being a Hall of Famer now, you can kind of see why she was such an influence on me. Um, and every time she came to the bat, I was just in awe of her. Yeah. <laughs> and then in KP, we built a pretty good relationship when because she was the catcher and I was shortstop. So we would get girls out stealing all the time. And that was so fun. So she was an awesome person to play with. And again, just like a leader on our team who had a way of pulling us all together and hyping us up. So those are definitely the ones that impacted me the most. Good deal. Good deal. Was it like a big sense of pride for you and uh, KP whenever y'all threw somebody out? Like, did you smack talk them whenever y'all ta you tagged them out? Did you give them a little earful, uh, a little something? No, not really. <laughs> I think I just like slam my glove down hard, get them out, and you just act like, yep, meant to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got you. Well, what about coaches? Who were some of the most influential coaches you've ever had? I always think of my, one of my very first travel ball coaches, um, Stephanie Reynolds. And I think just being, you know, a little girl and finding your sport, the thing that you love and that first coach kind of always sticks out to you. She, she taught me a lot of stuff and it's um, crazy. I think she's really the only head female coach I've ever had. Yeah. So she just had a way of like connecting with us and yeah. So that is unique. Yeah. Uh, and then I, the next question I have here, we talk a lot about the student athlete and how hard it is to keep that schedule. Can you give us a little glimpse as to 
what your schedule was like as a student athlete, like day to day. What was it like? Mm-hmm. How hard was it? What 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 was your daily routine? Oh, it's jam packed. You don't really get much of a break. Um, I mean, definitely during the season, you're starting with weights in the morning. So like six o'clock, you have weight room. And a lot of us had class that started at eight. So we'd probably get done like at seven, maybe an hour of weights and conditioning. And then so it was nice when we lived in Hillcrest in the dorms because we had breakfast right there. So we could go eat breakfast real quick, just enough to kind of get our stuff together and go to our class at eight o'clock. And then you have practice right after class. You you really only have time to get like a quick meal, change your clothes, and then you're off somewhere else. Um, and then even after that, I think after practice, we had study hall. So, and I'm not sure how that worked. If you had to get a certain amount of hours in study hall, I don't remember. But yeah, you'd have to, right after practice, um, go to study hall. Yeah. Do some do all your work, all your homework and you know, you do it all again the next day. So you like blink twice and you're right back here at <laughs> let's start this thing over again, I guess, you know. It, yeah. It is, yeah. It's a crazy life. It's not for everybody. That's a crazy life there. Um, it's yep, yeah, you're living and breathing, you know, your sport and your school, really. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about like on the field as a player, some stuff. So, um, obviously you had a good career, you know, had a bunch of big hits, big moments at the plate. As you went to the plate, what was your approach? Like what was going through your head? Did your approach change from pitcher to pitcher, game to game, situation to situation? Like, so you're, you know, you're coming Mm -hmm. up to the plate, you know, big moment in the game. What's going through your head? What's your approach? You know, I always, I never wanted to get behind an account. So I was always looking at that first pitch. I was like, all right, if this is the pitch, if it looks good to me, I'm going after it. Like, I don't want to risk all the rise balls and drop balls and curve balls and everything else that, you know, usually comes after that first pitch or if you get behind in the count. So, yeah, I always had uh, big eyes for the first pitch if I could get it. You were an ambusher. You ambushed the pitch. <laughs> I like it. I tried. It's aggressive. I like it. I tried. And then, it's yeah, I think depending on the pitcher, I mean, what they threw, there's, you know, the pitchers that have a natural rise ball or a natural drop or curve. Um, that kind of always would play into my head of how I'm going to approach it. Right. And uh, did you ever find yourself in a slump? Like, do you ever go through some slumps? I think just about everybody who plays uh, baseball and football yeah. has. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, I definitely got in some slumps, and those are frustrating. So what's the secret to getting out? How'd you get out of them? Did you go rub on the voodoo just... doll or anything, voodoo stuff in the locker room? <laughs> <laughs> no, just try to practice more, I guess, and figure out what it is that you're doing is it like are you not seeing the pitches right or is your swing off are you just in your head so uh, yeah just trying to pinpoint like 
What is going on here? Yeah, so just try to work your way through it, basically. Just more so. Yeah. I got you. Did, did you ever, like, you couldn't say the word slump, right? Like, isn't that a cuss word if you play softball or baseball? <laughs> you can't actually uh, admit that you're in one, right? Yeah, you can't. No. Yeah. And that's probably a superstition thing, too. Like, yeah, just don't say it. Yeah, never say it. So, um, and then... From your playing days, this can be on the field. It can be locker room stories, traveling stories, whatever. This could come from pretty much anywhere here. I always love asking former players, what were some of the funniest stories that you had? Do you have any really funny stories you'd like to share with us, like from you mates or anything? You know what? I don't know. I think of... I mean, at the time, they probably weren't that funny, but now they're funny. Um, there is one time, and it's, it involves Megan Hill again. <laughs> um, it was conditioning early morning on the football field, and I don't know what we did, but we had to run and run and run. And, you know, you get in that moment, and you start getting a little pissed off, and something happened. Megan Hill was in the back of the line making us run more, and she was just getting so pissed off and even now we still kind of joke to her about it but that that was funny in the moment we like hated it but megan hill made had a way of making us laugh in the moment you couldn't say anything to her but yeah down the road yes good times (laughs) then my next two and then i'll turn it over to chill uh what has softball meant to you obviously you played it a long time you've coached it what does the sport of softball meant to you personally? Oh, I mean, a lot. It was my whole life. I started playing when I was yeah six years old, and you just learn so much. I think from any sport, really, what you take away from it as far as, you know, adversity and strength, and you learn so much about yourself and so many life lessons, too, that... Oh, I'll always be grateful for this sport. And that's why I I like to stay in it as far as coaching or giving lessons here and there to younger girls. Um, Because, yeah, it's definitely something that makes a big impact on you. You want to give back to the sport that meant so much to you. Yep, exactly. That's cool. And then my last question here, and I really, Chuck can attest to this, I asked this question, I guess... It was about three or four where are they nows ago. Is that a proper English? I don't know. Anyway, I asked this question a, a while back to somebody, and I've asked it to every where are they now guest we've had because I love hearing this answer from people. Um, what do you hope the Southern Miss fans and people of Southern Miss remember about you? So when your name comes up, what do you hope comes to their mind? It's a hard question. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is hard. I I hope that they remember me as just like an all around person who gave it my all on the field. You know, like it was a moment, an opportunity that I didn't take lightly, and I wanted to give it my all. It's somewhere I always wanted to be. So, you know, I hope that I made that impact on the field and off the field as well. Just is a 
nice person. Yeah. I guess you're just an all-in nice person. Good deal. All right. Well, Chuck's got some questions, too. I'll turn it over to Chuck then. All right, Nellie. I'll, uh, I'll try to make this not as painful. Um, so, you know, you had mentioned that <laughs> Coach Dobson, you know, recruited you. And if I'm not mistaken, he was – he and then a, a few of the coaches after him – were huge on West Coast ball. What's with all the hype on West Coast players, in your opinion? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure California and Texas are where it's like the biggest softball states. But, man, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the, the sunshine. <laughs> Maybe. They just want a little Who mini vacay. Yeah. Um, what <laughs> they wanted to come to the beaches? There you go. Even though I don't live in those types of beaches. Right. Tell you know where are you from? So I'm Northern California, which is very different than Southern California. I'm um, about an hour north of Sacramento, so I'm in like a small little country town, um, which is pretty cool. I ha I can drive you know an hour to a big city like mm -hmm. Sacramento. Or go the other way, and I can hit snow in the winter. Um, and then, but our beaches around here, we're like the cold, you know, Pacific Coast beaches, not like L.A., San Diego, warm, I got you. sandy beaches. I got so, you. yeah, it's different. Okay, um, is there a team that you hated playing more than others when you were at Southern? Yes, I had two for this, but. Then you mentioned something about Louisiana Lafayette, and I was like, "Ooh, do I want to say <laughs> this one now?" Because <laughs> they, yeah, they had some brutal fans. Yeah, they, yeah, they had a, they have, you know, stands behind the outfield, and somehow they got a hold of our like the program, and it says stuff like has our parents' names in there, where we're from, like our little bios. And they would just like holler out rude, obscene stuff and just try to get in your head, especially to the outfielders because they could hear them right mm -hmm. there. So, yeah, I, I'll never forget that. Like, woo. But something in our conference, um, East Carolina, they had the pitcher, Tony Paisley. She's She was good. So every time I knew I had to face her, I was like, oh. She embarrassed me a few times. <laughs> Never. Never. Um, Never. No, no. So you started off as shortstop. I think you played shortstop like your freshman and sophomore year maybe. And then you got moved to third base. How did you make that adjustment and position change? Or was there a huge adjustment? Oh, definitely a big adjustment. Um, I think I got moved – my senior year. Um, but that's a, you know, it's a big move from shortstops. You're a lot closer to the ball. You mm -hmm. have to worry about the small game more now, the bunts. And the biggest thing for me, I think was the timing and my throw. Mm -hmm. So the throws just seemed so much farther from the corner from third. So poor, Taylor Brown, who was like first baseman <laughs> then, 
I was throwing the balls like in the dirt at her for probably the first couple months. Like, oh, I'm real sorry, girl. Try <laughs> to figure this out. And you have to be so much quicker too. Um, so yeah, that was the adjustment, but you know, I tried to do my best. You did. You did. Were you on the team when she got smacked in the in the jaw with the softball, the line drive? And she had to have her jaw? <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was at practice. Yeah, yeah. She, I think someone threw it. Oh, I thought it was hit off a bat. Yeah, I was standing on second base when that happened. Wow. No, I think it was thrown. Wow. It may have. Doing like um, double plays, practicing double plays. And yeah, that's um, a sound. Like, I'll never forget Mm. that sound. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there a position that you Poor wish? Poor girl, I know. Right. Is there a position you wish you to play, like if you didn't play third base? Like, would you want to try pitching or catching or outfield or, or short? Besides yeah. shortstop? Yeah. <laughs> um, I pitched in high school. I pitched for a while growing up, and it wasn't until maybe my sophomore year in high school where – I realized that if you make it as a, you know, a pitcher in college, most of the time you're just a pitcher and you're not going to hit. Um, so for me, I, I loved hitting and I wanted to be a power hitter. So I went to shortstop and, you know, claimed that as my position and stopped pitching. But so, yeah, if shortstop didn't work out, I probably would have stuck with pitching. Shortstop for third. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, um, so when, when you agreed to come on the show, you and I have a lot of mutual friends. Like I said, I was in college when y'all were there. Um, so I reached out to some of the ladies and, uh, asked them to give me some funny stories. And one of them, uh, said to ask you about oh, or did they deliver <laughs> they no! I won't, I won't give the two, the juicy, juicy ones, but, um, apparently you took a when you were a freshman, you took a cleat to the thigh trying to slide into second base and you had no idea that like you were bleeding or whatever. Uh, Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, of course I have this huge scar to prove it. That was, <laughs> um, I was playing, I was shortstop. That was a, a steal. KP had thrown the ball to me. I was at shortstop. I'm pretty sure I got the girl out. I don't remember, but she came in sliding like with her cleat up intentionally to cleat me. And it was like right on my thigh. And we got, we like both fell down. That's when we wore stirrups too. And she was all tangled up in my stirrup. And I finally got up and there was just like a little hole in my pants. And I could like feel like it was stinging. And I was like, oh, it's probably just like a little cut. No big deal. Like I, Try to like feel around. I didn't feel anything. And we had black pants too, so I didn't know. But, and that was maybe the third inning. Wow. So I played the whole game. And after the game, we woke up in the locker room and we, you know, dressed down. And I remember <laughs> taking my pants off. And then we just all, everyone like looked at my leg and we were all like, oh my God. Oh, wow. It was just like a huge gash. I, it must be just, I don't know, the adrenaline. You just, I just didn't really feel it. It just kind of felt like a small mm-hmm. cut. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. But yeah, I had, I think I had 11 stitches. Wow. 
11 stitches. Mm-hmm. That's that's impressive. I'm, I'm shocked they put stitches in after that long. I know, right? Like, well, I went to the athletic room and just laid on one of those cables. Some doctor came in, just stitched me up. Wow. So, yeah, well, it's all good now. <laughs> um, Courtney Ramos uh, said that you saved her butt in the Auburn to- uh, tournament. Um, you had a really nice diving play in no man's land to win us the game. Uh, the bases were loaded. They had two outs, so she was in a lot of trouble, and you made a Herculean effort to make a diving play and to win of the game. Do you remember that? Oh, I don't. Oh. I remember a lot of diving. Like, I remember the feeling oh. of diving, you know? Like, that was my favorite, to get dirty and dive and catch a ball. But, aw. That's sweet. She remembers she that. Remembers that. <laughs> yeah, she remembers that. Um, so you, you obviously had the arm and range for an infielder, and you know you hit for power when you did. Um, I think your junior year, you didn't have a whole lot of stolen bases, but I know in your junior you have one. Do you remember the? Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it wasn't. You know. The runner. <laughs> right, right. You, yeah. Well, do you remember your first home run at Southern Miss? That's why I tried to hit. I tried to hit so I could just run the bases. I wasn't going to be stealing. <laughs> That's great. Do, uh, do you remember your first home run <laughs> at Southern Miss? Um, I don't. <laughs> This is that. Was it my sophomore year? I think so. It might have been my sophomore. Yes. I don't think I had anything my freshman year. It was your sophomore year. But I can tell you. Okay. Do you know where it was at? And I'm like, you probably know more than I do. I, 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 this is going to be it. Um, I do remember. Go ahead, love. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. I'll say I do remember calling my dad right after it. Okay. Okay. I th- That's a call. I think it was like Bowling Green. Was, you know, excited to make. Or something like that. I had it looked up, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Okay. Yeah, but I, I had it, um, but I lost it. So it's not on my little notes here. So I'm going to have to dagnab it oh. myself. Dagnab it. <laughs> so y- you came in, uh, you know, your freshman year, and you played 53 games. You started 52 of them. So you hear a lot about like baseball players redshirting or taking a year to learn. Is that such a big thing in softball? Like I don't, I feel like I never hear unless it's like a medical redshirt. I feel like I never hear about softball players redshirting. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't think it's a big big thing. The only thing, like you said, medical redshirting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe it's just not as. I don't know, popular as it is in baseball. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, what advice Might do have you have to do with the roster size too? Though. Oh, yeah, it probably does. I'm sure. I agree with you on that. The roster size, yeah. What is the roster size for softball? I mean, I don't have it googled right now, but. Dang, nabbit. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think. I don't think softball gets I, as many scholarships as like baseball does. So it's probably uh-huh. that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what advice do you have for the Lady Eagles now? You know, you were 18, 19 years old. You came thousands of miles from home playing Division One softball. Student. I mean, but you basically had to grow up overnight. That's a lot of pressure for 
you know, a young lady or a kid. So what advice would you give the Lady Eagles that are going through that right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I think it was Coach Anyway who told me this about like coming in as a freshman and coming that far from home, that if you just make it to Thanksgiving, you'll be all right. Because it's that those first couple months where you start questioning like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> and you get really homesick, but it's it's true. Once you make it to that Thanksgiving mark, and if you're lucky enough to be able to go home mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving break, um, then it's it's all good. Then you feel free, and it's exciting. I was excited to, you know, experience something completely new and different for me. Um, as far as, you know, not just college and college softball, but a whole different culture. Um, so I, yeah, I was excited about that. Awesome. And crawfish. And crawfish. Yeah. Get into all the food. (laughs) No doubt. Um, so a lot of players, you know, a lot of, especially softball players that I know, once they quit playing, um, they don't really associate much with it. Um, you know, there's a few of y'all that I know still watch like the women's college world series. Um, and I know you said you coach and you give lessons some, but, uh, do you, is softball still a part of your life right now? Mm-hmm. Um, it is. I, like I said, yeah, I gave lessons That's I was doing that twice a week for all of last year. I think it's hard finding a, facility to work out of but I do hope one day to have my own you know facility that I can have girls come and give lessons to and then coaching I miss coaching I coached I think directly after graduating I think I came home and coached for the high school that I went to I coached there for a couple years and then as a teacher I coached the softball team there um and definitely definitely miss it Uh, do you remember the game-winning hit you had against Memphis your sophomore year? I thought you were going to ask me that one, too, and I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. No memories. Well, I only asked that one to ask. I yeah, know, man. To kind of ask this one, would you rather hit a walk-off or snag the last out to win a game? I think it'd be a walk-off. Okay. For sure. I feel like there's just more of a, the energy you get doing that and being able to run the bases mm-hmm. that I celebrate at home play with I your team. Prefer, yeah. but <laughs> yes, that that's fun. Um, so I heard from a little birdie that uh, one night the bus that y'all were on broke down. And y'all had to stay the night on it. And some some say that that was an eventful experience. Uh, any stories you can share, for, share from that night or feelings related to it? <laughs> All I remember is having to go to class the next morning when we were just had this crazy night. I don't know. I remember, yeah, at some point we were pulled over in a parking lot. And just sleeping on the bus anyway, you don't really sleep that much. It's either way too hot or way too cold. Girls are loud. Um, But eventually a bus did come. And middle of the night, 
we got woken up and it was pouring down rain and we still had to unload all the equipment from the broken down bus onto this new bus. That, yeah, that was pretty brutal. And we didn't get back to school until like seven wow. in the morning and we were still expected to go to class that day at eight o'clock. See, the first, the first, it should be against the law to have eight, 8 a.m. classes. Uh, agreed, right? right? I, I think maybe my junior and senior year, I didn't have class until 10. Oh, and that was glorious. <laughs> right? I feel like you learn more if you can sleep in or rest up a little bit. Yeah. I agree with so that. So you played, and, you know, I don't no, no offense to the team now, no offense to the friends that I made on other teams, but you played with some serious studs. You mentioned KP, you mentioned um, Megan Hill, uh, but you had, you know, you were there when Leslie Lejeune and Mackenzie Share came in and um, Taylor Brown you mentioned mm-hmm. and um, LaPointe. I mean, there was just Castelli. There was just, like, the boy, like, I wish that that team, Jill, Jill Mathis, Jill Mathis, yeah. Um, I wish mm-hmm. that team had, um, like, I feel like, like, I wonder, like, how long was Dobson here before he left to go to LSU when you were here? Did he leave your junior year? My senior year. Your senior year. Okay. okay. So he was there for the first three years. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So I just, I wonder, you know, I love Dobson. I think he was a great coach. Um, but like mm-hmm. Wendy Hogue, like I wonder what Wendy Hogue could have done with all of that talent. Cause it's like, there were some beast players back then. Yeah. Alexis that was Hurley. The frustrating yeah. part was we knew mm-hmm. our potential. Like we mm-hmm. knew we could, God, be so good in, I don't know if it, uh, the belief, we always talked about belief, like mm-hmm. uh, we all have to come together and believe it all together. It can't just be, you know, one person here, one person there. Right. Um, but man, it, yeah, it, it was frustrating trying to figure that out because we knew what we had and it was just getting into that rhythm and doing it. I don't, it was, yeah. Right. I, I wonder that too, Chuck. <laughs> I'm not sorry. sorry. Um, did you have any pregame rituals or superstitions? Um, you know, I always, I always wore a bow. I had to wear a bow in my hair or else I just felt <laughs> naked. I don't know. I had to wear the bow. Um, it's like you look good, you feel good, you play good. Dobson actually used to always say that. Um, but it's true. You got to, you know, kind of look the part. You feel a little bit better. Um, something something that I still do now is I don't untie my shoes. Like, okay. I never untied my cleats. I just, like, slip them on and off. And if I ever had to untie them and tie them back, it would just irritate me. One would be too tight. <laughs> one would be too loose. Like... That's something I didn't really do. And then <laughs> I think majority, everyone on our team, we had the rule of you can't step on the dirt before mm-hmm. a game. You just kind of avoid the dirt. That's kind of a superstition. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I think that 
Nothing too crazy, Nothing right? Nothing too crazy. You didn't make people unwrap gum for you and put it in your mouth, so. Who did that? Uh, it was Colin Cargill at, uh, was it Todd McKinnis Lane? Yeah, Todd. Yeah. <clears throat> Todd Maybe. used to make Colin unwrap his gum and put it in his mouth as a superstition thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you do kind of pick up some things here and there. If you do something one time and then you have an awesome game, you mm-hmm. have to keep doing it. No doubt. So, dude, did they have walk-up? Well, I can't remember that far back. Right? Did they have walk-up songs? If so, what was yours and why? We did. Um, I don't remember having it my freshman year, but I remember having two songs. And my first one was California Love. By Tupac, of course, because it just reminded me of home. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was, um, in the air tonight by Phil Collins. And I always think of, uh, the Hangover when Mike Tyson's singing it, like on the piano. I think that's hilarious. That one, Chuck, you were definitely. I was totally singing it. See, when I hear that song, I automatically go to Lion King, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah. Disney movie. Song, Chuck. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, See, it's a good song, right? Yeah. I, Here tonight's a great song. Yeah, it got me the in my so class. Like, that's quality. So, <laughs> no doubt. So I have three more questions, um, and they're all... Well, two of them are definitely stories. Um, tell us about the night that your apartment almost got broken into, and uh, y'all had to call for help. Do you remember that? Oh my god, I forgot <laughs> that. Okay, so me and Brittany, our apartment, like a random Tuesday, like a random day or evening, and yeah, someone just started like banging on our door, yelling, like, open the door. And I don't know who we called first, but we knew Ben Elliott lived in our apartment complex. Mm-hmm. He was our athletic trainer at the time. So we knew he lived in our complex. And I think we might have called him first before we called the cops. We're just like, who knows what's happening? Let's just get Ben over here to see what's happening and get a guy over and we called him and we remember like peeking out our balcony, seeing like when he was going to come and he like ran up the stairs and I think he had a baseball bat with him. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and he gets to our door and it, right. He gets to our door and it was just some like drunk guy, like passed out in front of our door. Wow. And I guess the story was he thought it was his girlfriend's apartment. <laughs> Like he just had the wrong apartment. I oh, don't know. Wow. Embarrassed. Well, yes, that <laughs> yeah, that was eventful. We, me and Brittany, did like little girl run to my room. We locked my door. Like we locked ourselves in our room, and we're like, "Who are we gonna call? Should we call the cops? No, let's call Ben first. Let's." That, like, that oh, actually, God. that actually sounded like Brittany a little bit. <laughs> Should we call the cops? <laughs> <laughs> What are we going to do? <laughs> um, Brittany, work, did you know Brittany works with me, right? 
Yeah. 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 I made her. I love that. That's probably so fun. Oh, so much. Oh, that sounded just like Brittany. So fun. Um, Well, then I will give you two guesses who asked this next question. Um, Who is your favorite roomie and throwing partner? (laughs) Um, Brittany, of course. (laughs) Brittany, of course. BD. Brittany Denelt. Dd, she was my only roommate. Okay, okay. So all four years, me and her stuck it out from and the dorms to an apartment. So how far are you from her hometown in Washington? Outside, she lives outside Ugh, Seattle, right? Probably pretty far. Yeah. Okay, you got to go through Oregon. Yeah, I've never been to Washington, yeah. but you you have to go. Yeah, and Oregon's already like. A ten-hour drive from where I am. So wow, okay. Probably you know a couple days if I drove. <laughs> <laughs> well, this last question, and um, we won't we won't go into too much depth because I was there for a few of them. Um, you, most of you know your memories are made off the field, uh, and so there were some some fun nights at KP's house. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember those days, or is there any funny stories from that you would like to share? I definitely remember those days. I'm yes. shocked you remember them. Uh, we had a lot of fun there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're you're out of college. No, now. we had matter. fun. Yeah. Wow. I that- know you're right. Um, you know, I do remember having a slip and slide in the front yard mm-hmm. at one point it was just like a black plastic tarp that was that was fun that's hilarious a lot of fun times there. good times good times well um that's all my questions nelly uh lane do you have any follow-up or, or closing statements questions concerns no i just i appreciate you giving up some time to come sit and chat with us and walk down memory lane with us chanel we Thank you for all you've done for the school, too, for the university. So for sure. we appreciate you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Okay. And, uh, Nellie, is there anything you want to say to the fans or, or any closing comments you want to make? No. Southern Miss to the top. That's right. Well, guys, uh, thank you all for I listening. Love- yeah. from you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening tonight, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Where are they now? We love uh, sharing the wealth, and um, don't forget about the challenge. Go out, buy some softball season tickets. If you can't go to the games, give them to somebody who can, or drop them off at the Boys and Girls Club, or or do something with them. But go support these Lady Eagles. They deserve it. Um, they work, you know, just as hard as as the guys do, if not harder sometimes. Um, But I guess we will catch y'all next time. Thank you, Nell, Chanel, and thank you, Lane. And thanks, Pate, for making us sound and look good. And I guess we will see y'all next time. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast. The podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. 
You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.